the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. Well, the Cardinals snatch away game three of this three-game set and game eight of this eight-game homestand, winning 5-1 to one over the Royals, but... KC does hit the road in great shape, coming off a very impressive 6-2 homestand, still having that three-game lead over Detroit and Minnesota, and sitting in a record of 28-15. As it's Davo welcoming you into another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, it's another happy edition of Clubhouse Conversation. The Royals had a 6-2 homestand. They won the series with the Cardinals two games to one, and their bullpen looks really fresh heading into... Yankee Stadium for that matinee tomorrow on Memorial Day. And we're going to give you a three-game preview of that entire series with the Penstripe boys coming up here in about five minutes. But first, let's talk about this game, this homestand, and give you our player of the game, who is Salvador Perez. Slim pickings in this one for the player of the game. Yordano Ventura even was in slight consideration because he gave the Royals seven strong innings. The line was better than it ended up being, I think. We'll talk more about Ventura here in a minute, but we go with Salvi. He drives in the Royals' only run. Alex Gordon, after a two-base error by Peter Borges there in the sixth inning. I thought that was kind of a tough, uh, actually, fifth inning. I thought that was kind of a tough error, by the way, on Borges. Wasn't the easiest play in the world, but, you know, Lorenzo Cain does make it in his sleep, so maybe the official scorer is used to seeing Lorenzo Cain out there, making every play imaginable. But no Royal had two hits in this game, not a single one. And all that credit goes to Michael Waka. The guy was fantastic today. Uh, Royals just probably weren't going to beat him the way he was throwing today. And seven innings of one-run ball, five hits, four Ks and two walks. With that said, the Royals did sting some balls pretty good. Lorenzo Kane hit one that was nearly in the gap hard. Uh, you think back to a near home run by Kendris Morales when he had a nice at bat against him and ended up getting out. He smoked another ball right at somebody. I mean, there was a good Hosmer in that double play ball, smoked the ball. There was a good four to five balls that were smoked that ended up right at somebody. But it's just one of those days. And the Royals will get that back. They'll get some broken bad hits and some lucky hits like the Cardinals had against Ventura by Johnny Peralta in that first inning. But, yeah, no Royal had more than one hit in this game. And there were no extra base hits. And give Waka the credit. Only Royals with hits in this. Esky, Moose, Kane, Salvi, Gordo, and Hosmer. Two walks, the Royals will look to get things back on track tomorrow in New York offensively. Now, pitching-wise for the Royals, Ventura, as I said earlier, I thought his line was a lot better than it ended up being. Or Sorry, it should have been better than it ended up being. Seven innings, seven strong innings, I may add, especially when you factor in the 30 pitches in the first inning. Seven innings, four runs, five hits, two walks, and seven Ks. And yes, the Royals need him to be more than Jeremy Guthrie. That's kind of a Jeremy Guthrie line outside of the 7Ks. At least when Guthrie is really good. Seven innings, three or four runs. The Royals need Ventura to be a little bit better than that. Him and or Danny Duffy need to be the ace. If this team is going to get to the World Series, most likely. Unless Chris Young keeps his Sandy Koufax impersonation going. Actually, it wouldn't be Koufax. Who's somebody that gets like 20 infield pop-ups a game. I've I've never seen anybody like Chris Young, by the way. It's truly amazing, game after game, how many infield pop-ups he gets. And not even that, they're just like majestic infield big league pop-ups, game after game after game. I I can't remember a guy who got them. If you can, hit me up. I'd love to hear from you at Royals Clubhouse. Davo at clubhouseconversation.com. We have a Facebook Clubhouse Conversation. I don't remember 
a pitcher getting this many infield pop-ups. Would love to hear from some of you other people who watch baseball all the time if you can remember anybody similar result-wise to Chris Young. But, yeah, I mean, Ventura's got to get a little bit better, obviously. But, again, I thought he pitched pretty damn good in this game. The first inning, of course, is what did him in. You can't walk the first two hitters. And then the check swing hit by Peralta on a curveball with two strikes. Could have easily been strike three or at somebody for a double play. But Ventura made his own bed there by walking the first two hitters. And, and, for, and don't forget the Royals did also get a free out there on the base pass when Salvi Perez threw him out at third base there. So, I mean, I guess maybe in a way you can say the Royals got that run back, but it just wasn't their day. But Ventura was in control from that point forward. The last six innings outside of that Matt Carpenter blast in the sixth, which is a two-run shot, that could have easily been a, one, a solo home run as Paula Orlando misplayed the leadoff hitter's single, Colton Wong, leading off that inning. The ball should have been caught by Orlando out there, so that also cost Ventura a run. But whatever. He pitched a good game. It probably wasn't going to matter. Waka was that good. Luke Hochaver, not super encouraging in his inning of relief. Gave up two runs and four hits with the K, but again... He's been good when it's mattered this year, when it's been a tie game or a Royals lead. So I'd rather have him have a game like this today. He's still coming back from Tommy John. It's going to take him a while to get where he needs to be. He hasn't been pitching real consistently. So I'm not too worried about Hoach at all. Like I said, have it happen today and not in a game that really matters. Because by that point, the game was pretty much over there in that eighth inning. So overall, 6-2. and two, We said coming in, 5-3 and three would be a good homestand. 6-2 and two would be a great homestand. The Royals achieved the great homestand, and we'll see what happens now in St. Louis when the teams resume the final three games of the regular season I-70 series coming up here in just a few weeks. Now, the Yankees series. Let's, let's, let's break this one down. Jeremy Guthrie, 4-2 with the 4-7-5 tomorrow afternoon against right-hander Nathan Eovaldi. You might say, who the hell is that? Well, the Royals have never seen him before, Eovaldi. He's 3-1 with the 4-7-3. Let's talk about him, kind of break him down since we haven't seen him. He throws very, very hard. Think almost as fast as Ventura, but not that fast because nobody is consistently out of the rotation. So it's really hard. Everything is predicated and based on his fastball command and control. So if the Royals can wait him out, Either draw some walks, get into hitter, you know favorable hitter counts, or if he leaves some fastballs in the middle of a plate, the Royals should have a good day. If he spots the fastball really well, he'll be a handful. He's been good, except for his last start. Got hit hard by Washington. Five runs and seven hits and four and a third his last start against the Nationals. So Eovaldi can definitely be beaten. Guthrie and him, you got to feel like it's a toss-up game, but you like the way the Royals are playing right now. The Yankees are kind of spiraling out of control as we speak. So we'll see what happens. Guthrie coming off the six innings of shutout ball against the Reds on five hits, two walks, and three Ks. Before that, gave up two against the Rangers and two against Detroit in 12 and a third. Those two starts combined. So Guthrie's been very good with an ERA well under two his last couple of outings. Has always struggled with New York, however. We shall see about tomorrow. Kind of a toss-up game at leading the Royals. Toss-up game again on Tuesday just because we're going to keep saying it. Danny Duffy's due, isn't he? <laughs> isn't he? It's Danny Duffy at 2-3 and three with a 5-8-7 against right-hander Adam Warren, who the Royals have seen three times in relief. It's his first ever start against the Royals. KC has a 1-3-5 against him in his three appearances. Adam Warren, 2-3 and three with a 4-2-6, has been really good. Two quality starts in a row against the Rays and Nationals. A guy that you have to feel like the Royals can beat. Not a guy that's going to throw 115 pitches and shut you down, you wouldn't think. God, I think the Royals can score some runs in these first couple of games, which they better because they've got Pineda in game three. Not likely to lose another start. A couple in a row now. 
Now, Duffy in his career versus New York is not good. The worst team, you know, the worst team that he's ever faced five times or more is the Yankees. 8.05 ERA, allowing 17 runs in 19 innings. His last two outings have been very forgettable. Of course, the one two ago last September when he came out after throwing just one pitch to Jacoby Jacoby Ellsbury, if I can talk. That outing threw only one pitch before he was pretty much done for the rest of the season last September. Did come in after that, but essentially that was the end. The beginning of the end for him. So that's forgettable, obviously. And then this year, his last start, five innings of four runs ball, four hits, four walks, three Ks. Three of those walks came in one inning. That was rough. So Duffy looks to right the ship against the Yankees, and he's pitching for his rotation life. One more bad start puts him in Omaha. I don't buy the bullpen talk for many reasons. Number one, the fact that he's got options. Number two, the fact that the Royals needed an extra outfielder slash extra bat this weekend in Chicago. I don't see them optioning down Paulo Orlando right away when they activate Rios. I do think Orlando's going down ultimately, but not right away. Let's say Rios comes off the DL Friday in Chicago. The Royals send down you know, Orlando, you've only got Dyson and Cologne on your bench. You can't really use your backup catcher. It only gives you two pinch hitters or double switch options in the National League. So to me, the Royals need to make a move with a pitcher, but Blanton and Morales are out of options. So if Duffy struggles, I think he goes to Omaha for that reason and because of the fact that he's much more valuable in the rotation long-term for the Royals. They need to get him right in the rotation every five days. And number three, you can't have a guy in the bullpen who can't come out and be trusted to throw strikes. So I don't believe Danny Duffy to the bullpen is even a serious option. A lot of people think I'm an idiot for that on Twitter. They've let me know about it when I say that, but I, I don't believe Danny Duffy goes to the bullpen, at least not right now. Maybe in August and September, but not right now. Well, hopefully it's a mood issue because hopefully Duffy throws a gem. But Ned Dios did say before the game today that he's made up his mind about what to do with Jason Vargas when he comes back. And he won't say what it is yet, which to me almost says Danny Duffy's going to Omaha if he struggles at all. Maybe they wait until Monday to bring Vargas off or at least till Sunday in Chicago to bring him off so they can have a couple of days there with an extra bench player if they option Duffy. Or if Duffy's really good, maybe they DFA Franklin Morales. Move Young back to the to the bullpen. Who I don't know what's going to happen, but that's that's my opinion of what happens if he struggles. We'll see what happens in that start. I'll call it another toss-up game on Tuesday night. Now, Wednesday is another day game. It's a rematch of the May 15th game. Don't love this matchup. Chris Young and Michael Pineda. Chris Young, my gosh, has been... Is it possible to be the comeback player of the year again? <laughs> I mean, he was last year. The guy wasn't even picked up till March. I mean, shouldn't he get credit for a comeback year if he's even better than he was last year after no one gave him a chance? He was almost out of baseball before the Royals signed him. I mean, I understand you can't be comeback player of the year twice, but man. 4-0 with a 0.78 against Pineda, 5-2, 3-5-9. Assuming Pineda is physically right, I don't see him losing a third start in a row. And the law of averages, the mean in baseball, would tell you that Chris Young's about due to give up some runs. Playing at the short porch there against all those lefties, not the spacious outfield at Kauffman Stadium. Don't like this matchup on Wednesday. I believe the Yankees probably get that game. So let's just assume the Yankees win Wednesday. You have to get one of the first two, hopefully both of them. Both of the first two are very winnable games. And now, of course, they're all winnable. I understand it's baseball. And Chris Young could have another great game, but I don't love him in that ballpark against all those lefties with the fact that he's due to come back down to the mean at some point. You can't get six, seven, eight starts in and have an ERA under one. It just doesn't happen. So the Royals need to get at least one of these first two, if not both. I believe in this series, two out of three is a success. One out of three is so-so. 
it's still a road trip, you know, a road series against the Yankees, who have been awful in recent days. I understand that, but it's still the Yankees. They're not a bad baseball team. They may not be a very good baseball team, but they're not a bad baseball team. They're playing at home. They're due to start winning some games. At some point, the Royals are going to have a little mini rough stretch. Let's hope it's not here. Let's hope the Royals get two. They're good. The Royals are good enough where we should expect them to win two in the series. But my point being, that would be a good series. If they only win one, though, don't panic. It's fine. Because the Yankees are due. I, I believe in things being due. I believe in the mean. I believe in sample size. So those are my thoughts for the series. Let's go ahead and say the Royals win two. Both of these first two games, I think Guthrie will pitch pretty well again tomorrow. The Royals will score quite a bit tomorrow, I think, in that afternoon game. Tuesday, I believe Duffy is overdue. I mean, imagine the kind of motivation the guy has right now. A lot of left-handed bats in that lineup. I like Duffy a lot then. And then Wednesday, I'll take the Yankees. So those are my thoughts. The Royals head in to take on a struggling Yankee team who can't even handle Texas right now. Been getting clocked with their pitching, especially. So we'll see if KC can continue to swing the bats and make it a miserable weekend for the Yankees. We'll have it for you again tomorrow on Clubhouse Conversation, along with more interviews throughout the week. I'll tell you one of them. We're going to be talking to former Yankee and former Royal Lindy McDaniel, who came over to KC from the Yankees. So we'll fittingly post that for you on Tuesday or Wednesday. More current players. It's current former player interviews every single week and post-game analysis here in your dish pretty much every night. It's going to be a fun summer with Clubhouse Conversation. Enjoy your day and your Memorial Day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow night.